Hi, my name is Duncan and we're the Fancy Football Fanatics. I'm joined this week by Matt in London, Ben in LA, Andy in San Fran. So we're, we've got a full house again. And we're, we're back after missing last week. We didn't have enough of us free last week, so we missed our first podcast of the season, which is a bit gutting. But all back together now. And I'm going to come to Matt first. Matt, what was your football moment of the week? Um, I, I always seem to pick negative moments, but um, I, I found the Bournemouth versus Tottenham game very um, interesting and amusing, um, seeing them have not one player sent off, but two players sent off. And... The Juan Foyt one in particular I thought was quite amusing because he'd, he'd been on the field for two minutes. So he, he, he got subbed on. His first touch, I think he slightly overran it, leapt into the player and then he was off the pitch. Um, and especially since Pochettino had only subbed him on because Aldevelda was on a yellow card and so he wanted to make sure they didn't go down to nine men. Um, so it was sort of spectacular failure um, by Juan Foyt, uh, which I found was quite, quite amusing, quite unusual then to see Tottenham playing nine men against Bournemouth, and I thought they were going to hold on and look quite comfortable considering they had two less players, but they then sort of uh, fell behind in the last minute to keep the, uh, the the race for the top four interesting. One of the guys I, I work with is a Spurs fan, and um, he was talking to me about how uh, before the Ajax game in the Champions League, he was saying how either they're going to absolutely destroy Ajax or they're going to spurs it up. And he was explaining to me the idea of spursing it up. And it basically was this Bournemouth game he was explaining to me in the future of, of yeah just complete like disaster <laughs> yeah. spurs it up yeah it's, it's, it's finding unusual ways to, to sort of uh, muck things up uh, when you think everything should be going for you with the better team um, and they certainly did it in this game where uh, it all looked like they're going to win it and then they just managed to get those two players straight reds out of nothing was was Sons a sending off? He he pushed a guy. Is that a sending off? I thought that was a yellow. Um, when I read the uh, minute by minute, it sounded like Jefferson Lerma, um, who's a bit of like one of those players that winds people up anyway, and no one really likes, um, sort of wound him up and stamped on his foot. And so you think, oh, well, it must be really harsh. But then I watched I watched the highlights, and he did really shove him. So it was a bit, it was silly, and the sort of thing that players do get sent off for. And right in front of the referee as well, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he did lose his rag momentarily and, like, massively shove him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Andy, what was your fo- football moment of the week? Uh, mine was Lionel Messi's free kick in midweek, which uh, I think almost everyone on the planet, whether they support football or not, has probably seen by now. Um, it was a pretty... For anyone who's been living under a rock, it was an incredible free kick from about 35 yards out where he hit it with the power of one of those, like, Ronaldo knuckle shots but also curved it from outside the post back into the post it was utterly a thing of beauty to free kick and something that you very rarely get to see but what was even greater about it was it was at a really pivotal moment in in the game where it it was a game that looked like it was heading towards uh, a sort of 2-1 maybe victory for Barcelona which would have been a fair result I think but then that free kick sort of deflated Liverpool to the point where it sort of turned into this really massively flattering 3-0 victory. And basically the difference was this completely out-of-nowhere free kick from Messi. Because uh, after that, I, after that, it could have turned into a 6-0, to be honest. Uh, Barcelona missed a lot of chances after that. But, um, and it was also sort of not something that you regularly see Messi do, scoring from that kind of range. He's, he's such a good dribbler that you normally see him get closer to the goal before he shoots. Um, but yeah, he sort of pulled this out of the bag and it sort of reminded you how, uh, like why he's seen as possibly the greatest of all time is because he's not just a dribbler. He's not just a passer. Like he passes, he shoots, he dribbles. His movement's amazing. He's got everything. And this sort of seeing him do something unusual like this reminds you of that. Yeah, brilliant goal. And in the semi-finals of the Champions League as well, what a time to do it. Yeah, talk about it. I think... I mean, a lot, a lot of people talk about the, uh, the Ronaldo-Messi rivalry and the one thing that Ronaldo's got over Messi is the number of Champions Leagues he's won and the number of Champions Leagues he's decided as well. Um, so I think possibly that's, that, that might be the one thing left in Messi's to-do list is <laughs> topple Ronaldo as the king of the Champions League. Yeah, look forward to watching that. Um, ben, how about you? What was your football moment of the week? Mine was also from Champions League uh, midweek, um, was from the Tottenham Ajax goal. 
uh, was Donny van der Beek's goal for Ajax. Uh, really slick Ajax passing move that I think we've been accustomed to in their Champions League run. Um, kind of taking out all the Spurs defenders. And van der Beek like, had so much time to place it. Um, I think like Danny Rose was just shocked that <laughs> they had passed it around him. Um, but yeah, it was a really good goal. And also, um, I think a pretty close tie. Um, so it should be exciting to see where that goes next week. Um, so yeah, that was my football highlight. It wasn't really spursing it up, but um, not an ideal result for them at home. I just I love it when a when a striker puts a keeper on on his backside like that. It reminds me of I don't know if you guys remember this one. This is quite an Arsenal memory of Kanu doing so many dummies against uh, the Deportivo La Coruña keeper Songo that he he kind of sat back, sat on his ass, and then sat on his ass even further. And was by the end he was just lying on the floor and Kanu kind of walked it into the net past him. Um, but yeah, that Van der Beek goal was was quality. Um, yeah, it's so so nice to see them in the Champions League playing without any fear at all, and and looking forward to the next the final leg of that tie. Can can Spurs pull it back? Um, my football moment of the week was um, wasn't massively on the pitch related. It was uh, I don't know if people have seen it. If not, then maybe Ben can retweet it from our account. Um, it was the the remix of. Um, Warnock's face um, and uh, basically he is this weird little um, gif of Warnock's face where he's on the pitch um, on the side of the pitch shouting the players and he turns and he sees the camera looking at straight at him so he kind of moves towards the camera with his face kind of wobbling slightly with crazy staring eyes it's just a very strange moment someone's clipped it and put it in as the over with the prodigy fire starter music over the top <laughs> um which is just brilliant and you see it on a loop and it's also been put into the bittersweet bittersweet symphony um music video as well as instead of richard ashcroft and um, i just i'm go, i'm gonna miss warnock now he's now he's been relegated and he's leaving the premier league most likely um i'm gonna miss him because he's so entertaining and i just hope that uh leads can come up so bielsa can replace him as entertaining mad manager um so yeah that's that's my reason i want to see leeds back um but should we have a look at our game weeks kind of penultimate uh, game week of, of the season i think matt you're top of the pile at the moment how how's it gone yes yeah, so it's worth saying how the last couple of weeks have gone really um <laughs> is it <laughs> I, I think we should talk quite extensively about this yeah yeah so um in our mini league, uh, Gary, who's been about 40 points ahead for uh, the last few weeks, uh, took the Maverick, Maverick decision to not back Liverpool at all. Um, and so he, uh, he surrendered a 50-point lead or whatever, a 40-point lead, and is now about 30 points behind just in two weeks. Remarkable. Um, and, and guess who's risen to the top from being mocked at Christmas uh, to all the way to the top? I've had a very good run. Um, and so last week got 84 points with the backing of sort of the big Liverpool players. Um, and this week, uh, again, those same Liverpool players, Alexander-Arnold, very important 10 points. Um, I've got 33 points overall, which is not like much, but I think so far this week, there's not an awful lot of, uh, sort of big, big point scores I've seen out there. Um, and I went for a really, really boring transfer because once you get to the top of the your mini league, sometimes you just want to hold on. And so rather than go Maverick, um, like like Gary did, I've gone for uh, a goalkeeper transfer of Pickford in um, instead of Foster. And that seems to have been quite productive of a tidy six points there. Um, and other than that, I, just, I have Doherty in my team for 12 points and that's that's it. Uh, everyone else has, has done 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 nothing except for son who did something but it was getting sent off and getting minus two so he'll probably need to be transferred out for that final game of the season we should probably say as well you've still got um your man city and leicester players to to play because we're recording on sunday night um so we still we don't know the result yet of that game and your captain is sterling so you've still got points to come in potentially yeah yes i mean there's still uh it's sort of that squeaky bum time uh, of, of the season where just one big horse to so say, say Aguero gets a hat trick and Sterling does nothing tomorrow, then it could all change uh, yet again. But I've gone Sterling captain and I've got Laporte and Vardy also still to play. Nice one. 
Yeah, a huge turnaround, a bit of drama in our mini league. Um, I think next up is Andy. How was your game week, Andy? Um, yeah, I played my bench boost this week. I was um, I, 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 a while ago. It became pretty apparent that I wasn't going to win anything this season, so I, uh, I started kind of doing things because they're interesting rather than because I really think it's going to make a difference in the mini league. Um, so I didn't play my bench boost when everyone else did on the double game week, and because I had exactly eleven players with double game week anyway. Um, and waited for a, a time when everybody had a good fixture to make sure I didn't leave good fixtures on the bench, which was this week. Um, so I have six points for Rui Patricio, seven for Zaha, who was my transfer this week, in for Rashford. I saw Rashford with a um, an orange flag on him and thought, get him out. Zaha's got an easy game, so that worked. Um, Alexander-Arnold got me 10 points, and everybody else did pretty much nothing except, obviously, Son got me minus two, which obviously everybody saw coming. So um, I've ended up with 34 points so far. I still have Laporte, Sterling and Bernardo Silva to play tomorrow. So I'm expecting something to happen tomorrow with, with those three on the, on the pitch. But obviously it could all be Aguero, you never know. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad going into the, the final home game of the season. Laporte, Bernardo Silva and Sterling. Be pretty happy with that, with 34 points in a low-scoring game week. So definitely all to play for. Um, uh, I think next up is me. Um, my, my, I'll do the same as Matt. I'll give a little kind of review of over the two weeks. So at the same time that Matt was saying that Gary gambled and went with no Liverpool apart from Gomez last week, I, I got a really high score. I got 99 points. Um, so me and Matt kind of flew up the table a little bit more and going into this game week, I think I was 31 points behind Matt with these two game weeks to go. So um had to take a bit of a gamble i think i've taken the wrong gamble my my option was either to go for aguero and and bring in lots of man city players or go bring in hazard and captain him because gary and matt weren't going to do that and i'm kind of focusing on the mini league rather than overall rank if there's still a chance of me winning it um i went for aguero i brought in aguero and bernardo silva for a hit and i got rid of lacazette um, which was a bit of a gamble before the Brighton game, but I just thought um, that Arsenal would struggle at home to Brighton because Brighton liked to sit, sit deep and Arsenal struggle against teams who sit deep and can defend well. Um, so that paid off. Got to see what happens with Aguero captaincy. That could change things. If he gets a hat-trick, then it, it could be all all exciting for the game week 38. But um, it does feel like a, an opportunity miss with Hazard getting his, his obvious 12-point return at home to a a team who aren't very good defensively in Watford. So, yeah, I'm on 24 points, 25 points, minus four. So not looking too great. And Doherty got me my main points. Everyone else is twos. I managed to avoid um, having Son in my team, um, mainly through just being very, very competitive with Matt and trying to win against him at all costs. So I left Son on the bench because... Matt has Son and I played Lucas Moore instead, which has been a nice kind of swing of four points, um, avoiding that minus two and getting two from Lucas Moura. But to be honest, I don't think it's going to be enough for me this season. I think um, I think Matt's got it in the bag. And and I've, I've also, uh, I was doing slightly better. I was hoping to get into the top 20K by the end of the season, having fallen from 3K in the world to like 40K. But now I'm on the edge of 30,000. So yeah, my, my season has petered out to... To, to a very average one, which is which is really annoying. I'm surprised um, you're so low on yourself. I mean, um, to say it's petering out. I'm always low. I'm always <laughs> low. <on myself. laughs> you absolutely exploded in the last last week with that 99 haul to bring yourself into the title race. And uh, yeah, gambling bid. You've got that that always got that chance of Aguero captain. Um, I know. But, yeah. yeah, I know. It's it's still to play. The the gamble's still to come off or not. It's just having seen Hazard's points come in now. And knowing that neither you or Gary have Hazard, knowing that you probably weren't going to have them anyway, that seems like a that yeah. was the one I should have gone for. Which I can see annoying. that. Could, yeah, I can see how that could be galling. But yeah, you got quite a different team for me. So there's, I remember that season when we had quite different teams on the last day, and it came down to one point difference. Um, so yeah, I'm still okay. nervous about what could what could happen. I know we talk about it a lot, but it came down to the last kick of the Premier League season, pretty much. <laughs> Batshuayi's goal, or, and the bonus point system's changing. And 
yeah that was that was an awesome and so hopefully something like that uh, next week would be nice as well um we'll take a quick break and, and when we come back we're gonna preview the final game week of the season my week was so bad no one wants to talk about it ben, ben are you please. still playing ben are you still playing the game <laughs> um well I, I have truly nothing to play for in our mini league so i'm 70 points off from that and um around the the 50k mark although duncan i think being in the top 20k is actually a, a pretty good achievement given how competitive i think the game the fantasy football game is these days um so last week i got 79 points which i think was about average um i think i might have actually got a small red arrow from from last week and then this week my transfers were rashford in for Lacazette, which was a little bit risky after Lacazette did really well in the Europa League. But I, I figured that there was Man U versus Huddersfield and then Cardiff the following the following week. I thought we would at least score some goals, although we, we've failed miserably so far against Huddersfield. And then my, my other transfer was um, Duffy out for Robertson. Um, just because I missed the Robertson Hall from last week and I, I wanted to triple up on Liverpool going into these two weeks. Um, that didn't really work out because they conceded two against Newcastle. So yeah, my, basically my entire team is blanked apart from Trent um, and I have Son like everyone else. Uh, but I do have my three City players tomorrow. So Laporte, Sterling and Aguero and Aguero is my captain. Um, so yeah, kind of just playing sensible and just seeing what the highest overall rank I can get for this season because I don't have much to play for except maybe trying to pass Gary where I'm, I'm 12 points behind him so maybe I'll make that my goal for this season <laughs> and with with those three Man City players they're surely the best three to have Laporte, Sterling and Aguero yeah you're going to be looking forward to that game tomorrow yeah I, I wonder I, I hope Leicester on the, the beach we'll see yeah, we'll see. I mean, based on Newcastle's performance against Liverpool, it doesn't look like teams are rolling over against these the title chasers. It looks like they want to get their name written into the history books for being the team that you know that won won the league for for someone else or kind of stopped the title race. Um, mm. And I expect the same from Leicester, to be honest. Vardy's yeah. been one of my key reasons for getting getting up the league, um, slowly climbing up because sticking with him is is been on fire recently. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not too nervous about him playing against Man City because he's, I still think he might get a goal. And then Chelsea the following week at, at home for them—that's a pretty good fixture for him, I think. Um, yeah, he's sort of a fixture-proof type player. Yeah. Um, okay, we we actually now we'll take a quick break. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, and we'll come back and we'll preview game week 38. Okay, Matt, um, what do you reckon to the big? Well, one of the two big games, yeah, Brighton, Man City, um, title chasers, Manchester City. Can they do it away to uh, a resurgent Brighton? Yeah, so I mean, we, we are uh, recording this pod ahead of the Man City game on Monday, so we'll see how they do in that one. But uh, assuming they win that um, and the usual stars uh, are play and aren't get, don't get injured and continue to look like they're performing, then... Um, it all comes down to the final game of the season, um, which is unusual for the Premier League, and it's been a, it's really exciting. I mean, if if Liverpool or Man City, uh, whoever doesn't win it this season, can count themselves very unlucky, because it's they've both got massive points holes. Um, uh, but I mean, I think everyone sort of thinks Man City are the slight favourites. Um, and for a start, they've got the lead, but they're just um, they're just such a a good team who've got goals in them, and I think um, many. Many players would be trying to triple up on Man City if they don't already have three players um, for that last game of the season. Um, and so Aguero, Sterling, Bernardo Silva, Laporte, Edison. Um, they're sort of the, I think, the most fixture-proof type guys, but you could always try and gamble as well on some of the other ones. Um, and they'll probably get um, a couple of goals. I think they've... I, I looked at the, some of the previous fixtures. I think they always beat Brighton by like a comfortable two-goal margin. So... Um, 
expect them to get like a nice comfortable win um, at, just to end their season. So I think that's that's what I predict to happen. But it's uh, it's been the, the sort of the pressure going to the last day could be interesting um, if things don't go their way initially uh, because it all goes it all rides in that one game. And I mean Brighton looked looked like a slightly different team to the team we've seen for the last few weeks against Arsenal away. Um, we've just I've just watched that game and they they seem to attack a lot more than they've been attacking for for months. Um, I guess you know they've seen that Cardiff are relegated. They can worry less about keeping you know two rows of four and just keeping things tight. And they can express themselves. Maybe that's a bad thing for all those Liverpool fans out there. Maybe that means there's going to be more space. Uh, for Man City to to attack because I mean it's not going to be very entertaining for their last home match of the season in front of their fans just to sit there in two banks of four and hoof it clear every three minutes, is it? So do you think yeah. that's potentially a, a bad news for Liverpool? I mean, I think they'll they're certainly more relaxed and they looked more relaxed in today's game. Um, but I mean, I think it's one thing playing against an Arsenal defence and another thing playing against Man City's defence. Um, and so I. I would be surprised if they get much of the ball. I think they're, the main thing they can try and sort of, uh, th- their main hope would be that Man City just sort of like panics slightly under the pressure or like a, a player misplaces a pass and they sort of get a quick counter attack goal. Um, a bit like, sound like Man City, though, does it? But, well, I don't know. They seem to bottle it a bit in Europe in the last, last few seasons. So when, it, when the pressure goes, sometimes they can be too reliant on the system and the if it's not going their way, then the players start to, uh, they, they can't improvise or can't do their own thing. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't expect any of that to happen. I think Man City will win comfortably, but I think Brighton's chance probably comes in a bit like of the counter-attack goal they scored today where they, um, this, yeah, just a bad pass, um, just leads to, uh, a, a Brighton player being put away and they, um, they can get up the field quickly. I think you've, you've probably got to expect that Glenn Murray might not start this game against Man City, having played against Arsenal away. I guess they're going to be needing a bit of pace, like you say. If there's a, a poor pass, they can counter-attack. Maybe Andone is looking more likely to start. But who's going to be bringing in Brighton assets for this one? Um, I think that's fair enough. Andy, what do you reckon to Burnley-Arsenal? Well, it's an interesting one, because neither has a lot to play for in this game. Um, I feel like um, Burnley just wanting to beat Arsenal because they don't like them very much might be the deciding factor in this one. Especially with Arsenal away. They've been a lot better at home than away this season. Um, you mentioned earlier, Duncan, that Arsenal tend to struggle against teams that are good at defending and, and play on the counter. Um, so I think Burnley are a better example of that than Brighton are. So I think this might be a, a Burnley win that is pretty insignificant in the grand scheme of things. So I wouldn't be picking Arsenal defenders. Um, Maybe a 2-1 Burnley, something like that. So uh, maybe one for your Chris Woods and Ashley Barnes. Is, uh, if anyone's got those still in their team or is thinking of a, a last game week transfer. Um, I think it's, I think it's a particularly interesting game, this one, given that the, uh, the, the stakes are so low. But that's probably what I'd say is, is Wooden Barnes, maybe McNeil. Yeah, I think... I think that's a really good shout. I think Arsenal now will be fully focusing on Europa League and they'll have just played that game on a Thursday night. So they're going to be drained. They're going to be playing, you know, a patched up team without Maitland-Niles and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think that I think those those are good shouts and Wood and Barnes and the fact that they'll be pumped up to beat Arsenal. It's their last home game of the season in front of the fans. They want to bring their kids on the pitch at the end and do a lap of honour and stuff, don't they? So, yeah. I think this is well set up for them. Um, yeah, and a lot of people will have Lacazette in their teams, I know, after double game weeks and stuff like that. Do you think they stick with him or do you think, you know, they might have other problems to deal with like Son? Um, well, that's exactly the situation I'm in. I had planned to lose Lacazette for this fixture, but now I've had to lose Son instead. Um, so I'm not really sure taking a, a four-point hit for the last game week makes a lot of sense unless you're really sure the person that you bring in is going to score points. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. There's a chance Lacazette might score the one in two one loss and things like that. So even if you believe that Arsenal are going to lose, he still could score. Um, but I am thinking hard about whether there's somebody who I really truly like believe in enough that they're definitely going to get points. I might bring them in. Yeah, fair enough. 
Um, next up is one for me. It's Crystal Palace versus Bournemouth. Um, I think I think this is a this is possibly a repeat of the final day of the season last season, where Palace kind of let the shackles off and attacked, and you know Van Hartnock got um, got a big point return, and they just tried to entertain their their awesome fans at Palace and. I think Bournemouth are a pretty good opponent for that kind of game. Again, I think, you know, ideally this will be in the sunshine and, and Bournemouth struggled just over the line to beat a nine-man Spurs team. Um, I was expecting, you know, Callum Wilson, who's in my team, and Josh King to start, you know, pouring in the goals after they went down to nine, but that didn't happen. And I think Bournemouth's season uh, seems to be slightly over. The only caveat to that is that Bournemouth aren't playing very well at home, but away from home, they've been doing a lot better. And especially Wilson's form away from home, goal scoring has been pretty consistent recently. He's not got many goals at home recently, but away he's been pretty deadly. So, um, yeah, there there seems to be a chance that Bournemouth will score, but I, th- I think that Palace, this is one for them to come out and, and get some goals. It's probably going to be pretty open defensively, I think. It's n- neither team's going to be particularly cagey. They're going to both be set up to attack and attack and yeah, I predict goals and, and maybe if you're looking for that player who's going to get you that extra 10 points to get past your rival if it's quite tight, then maybe this is one of the games you could target for um, for large hauls. Maybe for Zaha, like Andy's brought in already. Town, Townsend as well, who's now back in the team, having been dropped for punching the dugout. Um, and, you know, he scored a good goal in the last game and he said after his interview, you know, I want to come back in the next game against Bournemouth and home and, and score another goal because I haven't scored enough this season. So he's definitely up for it. And and I think Palace will be in. Yeah, I see goals here. Um, so maybe you go for Milivojevic and go slightly left field and hope there's going to be penalties galore. Or maybe you just go Zaha and hope that uh, he's going to score his final goals for Palace before he moves on. Um, yeah, I think it's quite hard this week to pick a game where you're looking for those slightly higher scores and, you know, games just gone wild and there's points everywhere. I think out of the fixtures, this might be one of them. So worth uh, worth considering, I think. Um, ben, what do you reckon to Fulham-Newcastle? Yeah, I think this is a fixture, another fixture where neither team has much to play for. Um, Fulham, obviously, at home, wanna, will want to have a good performance for their home fans. Um, but I, I think Newcastle were just the better team. Um, and they were pretty impressive against Liverpool. Um, so from Fulham, if you want to take a punt, I, I guess Ryan Barbel and, and Mitrovic are the, still probably the best ones. Um, and on Newcastle, I think probably would look at their forwards. So uh, Rondon, um, Iosi Perez. I don't know if you saw Perez's ridiculous skill where he kind of nutmeg Lovren. That was pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I think Newcastle, even though neither team has much to play for, are the better team. So I would m- maybe back them to to win this game, maybe like two one. Even though Scott Scott Parker has got Fulham playing a lot better defensively. Yeah, I, I just think Newcastle are the better better team. <laughs> Do you think uh, Mitrovic is going to be? Um, Kind of psyched up to score against Newcastle as well. Do you think that's something worth considering if people are going really? Maybe, really although I, I don't think he's he's scored in a while, has he? Um, I, I definitely won't predict him getting sent off like Andy did earlier in in the season. That looked um, like a fair shout at the time. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it did, um, it did. But yeah, if I was looking for punts in, in the final week, I I think I would probably avoid this fixture completely. Okay, fair enough. Even even with late season form, Perez. Yeah, maybe Perez or Rondon would be my would be my only shouts. I'd say that I really rate Barbel okay. recent weeks. I think he's been on on very good form. Um, I think he's scored quite a few goals recently. He's looking for a move, I think, uh, because he doesn't. I don't think he fancies playing Championship football next season. So, I, I think he's quite a good pick um, in the cheap bracket. It's quite unusual, isn't it, for a player to sort of leave the Premier League age like 21 or something and go play in Turkey and then come back in as like, what is he, 30 now and be really good. 
Yeah, yeah. He's sort of yeah. in midfielder in the game, but he's sort of playing up front. Um, yeah, it's not a, not a bad gamble pick, um, even if it is Fulham and they're a bit rubbish. Once. One to keep an eye on if, uh, I mean, this is a good time of the season to be scouting for next season, isn't it? If he comes back with a promoted team who pick him up or or even one of the you know teams lower down in the Premier League, then definitely worth considering next season if he stays in the midfielder. Um, Matt, what do you reckon to Leicester, um, Chelsea? So Chelsea today are now confirmed in the Champions League um, for next season. Um, and they've got, their really big Europa League run as well. So, I mean, they'll be desperate to try and win that. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up maybe, probably not resting players, but like, I don't think those players would be on, particularly if you get to the final, I don't think those players would be um, like trying their very hardest because they'd be wanting to avoid injury. Um, and so, I think this could be quite a good game for Leicester, actually, because it's their last game at home the season. They've been on a fairly decent run of form. Um, Jamie Vardy's been very banging them in um, and I think that we've, we've said it in previous pods but like at this time of the season I think the uh, if your team's playing at home is quite a big factor because they want to impress the fans one last time which means they'll be trying that, that's just that little bit much harder than, than the opposition who are sort of on the beach a little bit and just thinking oh well if I stay clear of injury and just get through this one then the season will be over and I can see this that one sort of playing out quite a lot of this one, but especially the Chelsea players seem quite mercenary anyway at the best of times and, and don't want to, uh, don't, yeah, don't see too many of them playing really hard for the shirt uh, at times. So I, I, I predict that maybe Leicester might, might grab a victory here now that it doesn't matter for Chelsea. I think that's a really good prediction and I, I like the call with, with them in the Champions League now and you know, coming back after the Europa League semi-final and eyes on the final potentially with a, a kind of lesser team in Frankfurt. So, yeah, I think that's a really good shout. Maybe not ha- not playing Hazard or or things like that. Um, kind of fringe players getting a look in a bit more. Yeah. And and Leicester, maybe one of those teams you could punt on for an explosive player. You know, um, Telemans has, has looked really good towards the end of the season. Maybe that's worth a punt or, or Madison on set pieces. Yeah, yeah they've been... Um... They've been doing really well at the end of the season. Yeah, Madison, Pereira, Tillemans, Vardy. Uh, uh, some players, I think, rate Chilwell in the game. He's maybe if you're looking for a full-back there. Yeah, and are you, this is the time of the season where you can kind of forget about budget. If you've got Son in your team and you want to get rid of him, you're just picking for one fixture. It doesn't matter if you bring in James Madison, you know, two million pounds less, does yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. It's just that what is that one, you know, you're picking one player, maybe two players are going to take a hit um, that you just think in this one game are going to get some points. Um, and yeah, that their, their overall transfer value um, is only a guide to how good they might be. Um, but a better guide would be their, their form and how many points they've got and who the opposition are. Yeah. And we've picked out Chelsea as a potential week one in game week 38. Um Andy, you've got the next next big one, Liverpool Wolves. How do you see this one going? Um, I think Liverpool definitely have the harder assignment out of the two title contenders. Uh, Wolves have a, a storied history this season of upsetting the big boys and playing like saving their best performances for the top six. And I think uh, I don't see any any reason why this would be any different. Um, I think Liverpool have just come really only just come through a much easier fixture this week and so i think the nerves are starting to play on them um i don't think Klopp will make the same mistake by playing dan lovren i think i think he'll learn from that and play a good defender this week so um that won't happen but still wolves are a very very good side and they they will do well i think i think i probably liverpool just about shade it um you know, maybe a, a Mane decider and a 2-1, something like that. I think I'd probably just about back Liverpool to come through this, but it's going to be really tough and I wouldn't be surprised if Wolves took points. Liverpool is just so motivated, aren't they? They're kind of dragging irons out of the fire. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'd probably say, if I was like for the, going for fantasy assets, I think this is a good one for Jimenez. He, he often puts in his best performances against the big sides. It's one of the difference makers, I think. So, he might be the Wolves scorer. 
Um, for Liverpool, I think Mane is the equivalent person on their side who sort of brings out his best performances when they really need it. And then somebody unlikely like Milner or um, you know, somebody who doesn't always get on the score sheet, I'd, I'd say someone like that. Um, I don't think this is one. Like, for me, he's injured, so obviously he's, uh, he's unlikely to be the scorer. I think Salah has been very, very under, like below his best this season. Um, and I think uh, after his head injury, he might not play as well, so I wouldn't be looking at them. If you're going to pick a uh, Liverpool attacker, I'd pick Mane. I think this is this is an easy one to to kind of plan your transfers around as well because they'll have that Champions League second leg, so we can see who plays in that and maybe if they're they're losing heavily and that who's coming off early and things like that, or just who's missing and who might get a, a full game in this one instead. Um, so maybe that makes it slightly easier. But I like the shouts of don't worry about having Jimenez in your team or Doherty or Yota because they saved their performances. That's the situation that I find myself in with three um, Wolves players and lots of people will have Jimenez and um, Jota and his high ownership in the top 10K. So, um, yeah, it's it's a week to, st- to stick with them and hope that... Yeah, one more head in as well, that's what I meant doing. to say for this um, one is um, with the Barcelona game, I think that Liverpool will either be exhausted or really disappointed or both going into this game. So they're going to find it, I think, um, there's a lot for them to rise above for this game. Even more pressure yeah. and, and tired legs. Yeah. Uh, next up is one for me. It's Man United versus Cardiff, which I did think was going to be one of the easier ones <laughs> until uh, I, saw, I saw the Huddersfield Man United result. Um, and I, I am not as qualified as you guys to pick this one, but um, I think I think I I expected more more from Cardiff in these last um, few games of the season. I thought they were going to push Brighton a little bit closer and affect games a bit more. They seem to have kind of lost their energy somehow and um, seem to be quite deflated. Um, Which is Sean Morrison, their centre back, uh, looked really dispirited in his interview after they got relegated and um i don't know i i think if this was a home game i think cardiff might pick themselves off the floor a bit and try and show some pride and uh, give something back to the fans that may still happen but this being away i think that's a lot tougher for them and man united's last home game home game of the season um i would expect them um to put in a much better performance than they have recently um, it's just where it's going to come from, um, where that performance is going to come from. Um, did anyone see the the Huddersfield? Um, I did. Night? I watched it all, including the post-match interview with Oli Solskjaer, which I think is going to be very telling for this particular game. Um, he said he was going to play the kids next week, which I think is a good thing. I think it makes it more likely that we're going to we're going to score some goals. I think we're going to see the likes of Teth Chong and Angel Gomez and you know all the youth players playing. And they're really going to want to impress. <laughs> Um, against a really dispirited Cardiff side, like you said, so I think we're gonna we're gonna we're probably gonna win the game quite well, but none of the players that anybody has in their fantasy team is gonna score any points. Angel Gomez seems to be the playing the kids uh, in the, the playing the kids role for the last three seasons running on the last game of the season. Um, yeah, it's true, it's true. Um, but I think uh, and Mason Greenwood as well, obviously, is uh, for Solskjaer this season. So I think all of those players that like have featured for a few minutes here and there and you're not really sure whether they're any good or not are going to come and we'll actually get to see them for a full, for a full game. It's really interesting to want to watch, but um, really annoying for anybody who has Man United assets in their team. So you'd be saying stay away from your final transfer of the season, stay away from... Uh, yeah, unless you really want to play Teh Chong, but <laughs> yeah, basically you would, yeah. Yeah, possibly not. I mean, his haircut. Yeah, is I think that, that that is haircut for yeah, season. Maybe, isn't it? maybe too. <laughs> yeah, check it out on the game if you haven't seen it. Um, okay, fair enough. So, not backing Man United for the final game. Well, um, I, I reckon they'll clear, win. Which I reckon is, they'll win. Which makes um, it tough. But yeah, I don't think they'll win very well. I, I agree with Andy about it. Might not be the the usual players that have that have been really good fantasy assets this season. It'll be different players. Um, but I think Manu at home, um, 
in Old Trafford. I think they'll they'll want to put on a show the last game of the season. Um, the big question for me is: Will Will Pogba play? Do you think with the kids if he is playing? I think it'll be quite instructive about what happened with him this summer. If he plays, I think that's a, a statement by Solskjaer that he wants in there next season. He seems to play every game under Solskjaer, you know, 90 minutes pretty much of every game. So I, w- I would expect that he would play. It's just whether you think he's in good enough form to get returns in this game, which I don't particularly think he is unless they get some penalties. Um, and if we're saying, you know, it's likely they're going to be dropping uh, their attacking players, their big name players, then maybe the chances of penalties are, are lesser. So maybe not for Pogba for me. Um, okay, next up it's Southampton versus Huddersfield. Ben, are Huddersfield a whipping boy to target on the last day of the season with with Southampton? Normally, I would have said yes, but I noticed that Hassan Hurtle is basically just rotating his team um, and doesn't honestly seem to care that much about results. But I think he's trying to look at different players. So uh, this week they obviously lost three 0 to West Ham. Um, all the fantasy football favourites like Redmond, uh, Jake Ward-Prowse, he didn't even start them, um, which was disappointing. They were they were on my bench, so I didn't I didn't lose too much. But um, he played Danny Ings and Shane Long up front. Um, I think he started Armstrong this game. So yeah, normally I would say <clears throat> this was a game I would be trying to target, but I I don't know what Hassan Hussle is really doing with his team. Um, I think if he does play his his strongest team, just because it's the last home game, um, then the usual suspects are a good shout. So I'll, I'll be starting Nathan Redmond, hoping he starts. Um, but yeah, hard to tell. I don't know if you guys really know what he's trying to do in these last couple of game weeks. His, um, his post-match press conference um, after the West Ham game was quite telling. Similar to um, Solskjaer, he was saying, Basically, you know, the players have fought so hard to fight relegation after the, the last few months. It's really drained their energy and taken taken the energy out of them. So, um, yeah, he's basically saying they're all exhausted and lacking any kind of a motivation anymore um, because they've they've done what they set out to achieve. So, um, yeah, I would expect, like exactly like you said, like he's not particularly focused on results anymore. He's just looking at new different players, giving them a. a you know, running the team, and if anyone has a slight knock, then he's not going to risk them. But I think it's a fair shout that he'll he'll play closer to a first team in this one. Like you say, it's the last one in front of the fans. We've seen a lot of teams rotate in game week 37, especially if they're away, because it's a good opportunity to do that. Um, but then the last one in front of the fans at the end of the season, they're probably more likely to play the players who played all season. So, yeah. I think, I think, like you say, with, with Redmond and Ward Prowse, if you have them, you play them. Especially if you have um, Southampton defenders, you probably play them, right? Yeah, I think I might, might play. I amazingly have two Southampton defenders. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll just play both of them because it's the last game of the season. I think go for it. Double yeah, up. Yeah, roll the dice. See if I can beat Gary. That's what you got, yep. That's what you got them in for. Going yeah. to beat the Maverick, Gary. Okay, Gary. Maverick. Um, <laughs> fire, fire with fire. <laughs> um, Matt, what do you reckon um, to Spurs? So this is a game where Spurs, I think, will still have to get a result um, after their um, after the, their loss yesterday. Um, that's so they've got the Champions League. They've got lots of injuries, so they've got some problems. Um, but I just think that motivation to mean that they have to get a result means they're probably probably win the game I mean as um, do they have to I get a result they do yeah no, I think Arsenal can catch them if I'll, they win if, if there's Ars- an eight goal swing and a three point swing then technically Arsenal can catch them I don't I don't think they I don't think they're going to be concerned because Arsenal's goal difference is is eight points as Andy says eight points oh really uh, oh okay lower I, than I thought they, so. they if they lost yeah. and yeah. Arsenal won then they Arsenal would go ahead that's not true then they no, oh, they'd be on seventy points as well. Oh, well, scrap that. Yeah. Um, then yeah. yeah, maybe they were. Maybe they won't be 
quite as as focused then um, coming into this game because they they've been looking really leggy of late. Uh, Spurs, they've got the the big one is the IX game, um, so they're all focused on that, um, and they've got quite a long injury list, um, and Son will be suspended, um, so they've got some problems, but they are it is their last game at home, so I, that sort of that effect I think will still mean that they'll be the, the team that's trying hardest between the two teams. Everton on a really good run of form, um, so. I mean, players to go for. I think Ericsson's probably a bit burnt out now and is probably focusing all his energies for the Champions League games. But Lucas Moore is a bit fresher and looking quite quite good. Um, and then if you can work out which one of the full-backs is going to play, then, then maybe they're um, a, a decent shout. Um, and as for Everton, they... I mean, I think people have been playing Calvert-Lewin recently, um, but he doesn't seem like a massive goal scorer. Um, but yeah, Yusuf Gerdson and, and Richarlison um, and uh, Luca Dean is uh, is back on the form. So there's been some fancy classics uh, picks this season, and they're on form. And so, if I think if you got them in, then maybe um, then uh, I, I maybe stick with them and play them in this game. But I, I don't know if they're the ones to maybe transfer in for this this game because Everton are playing away, um, and Spurs will still be trying to win it. I think. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. I think Everton's end-of-season form has been really impressive defensively and offensively as well. But like you say, if you don't have those players already, then it's probably not the perfect thing to bring them in for. Um, you said earlier, annoying. Duncan, that it's quite hard to pick pictures that might go crazy in this game week. I think this might be one of them because, as you say, Spurs aren't necessarily going to have their, their brains fully engaged. Everton are very good going forward. The return fixture was 6-2 to Spurs. And so I think Everton might want to avenge that in the last game of the season. I think this might be like a, a, a crazy scoreline. That would be pretty punty. But you, you, are, a, you are a man with Calvert-Lewin. And I might have transferred in Sigurdsson as well. <laughs> oh, <God>. Andy! <laughs> Um, I guess it's game week thirty-eight. You know the, the rules go out the window, don't they? You can just take a punt and. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna see what Move anywhere up or down um, in the league, in any of my leagues anyway. So I think I might, I, I might as well go as punty as I like. At least finish on if I finish on a high end, no one else does. That'd be awesome. So if you, if, if how did your Sigurdsson and Calvert Lewin? Sorry, and they're, they're down to be the cursed players. I think this week. So uh, <laughs> transfer in with Charlison, but I'd avoid the other two if I were you. Yeah. Possibly true. The, uh, the the Lukaku effect, where yeah. doesn't matter how many goals they've been scoring in recent weeks, they will not score as soon as I transfer it. How has your your bets gone? Um, now it's the end of the season, pretty much. I think I think Matt, you were backing Cenk Tosin to outscore Umar Nias. Is that correct? Have either of them got any <laughs> goals? Tosin got two. <laughs> yeah, Cenk Tosin has scored goals this season. I'm just looking it up now. Um, he's I admit he's not been as good as I thought he might be um, <laughs> at the start of the season. <laughs> he's got two two goals, two goals well, to go. And how, how many Umar Nias got? So, so you were going for Cenk Tosin and he was going for Umar Nias, who has, I, I think, I'd he like has zero goals. A convincing kind of, win, uh, a convincing I, win. I, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I, I don't put any money on this. The one I put money on was Sigurdsson to outscore Tosin, which has been a handsome win. Um, the Umar Nias thing came up because I literally said in a sort of throwaway comment, I think Nias is a better player than Tosin, and then it became a bet. Yeah, I mean, you you both were picking <laughs> bad horses, really. But um, the Sigurdsson one, I think that was that was good money because it, hasn't he got his highest goal scoring season? I yeah, saw, uh, like actually, too fair, it's not even money. Actually, um, it's food. I I'm owed a, a steak now, which I think is better than money. Yeah, sounds pretty good to me. Um, where are we? I think we're, <laughs> we're getting distracted now. We are on the final game, final game of the season to preview. Uh, that's one for Andy, and it's Watford West Ham. Interesting one. This I think it's probably a West Ham win. They're they're, they're closing the game, the season out pretty well. Um, Watford have got an FA Cup final coming up, and so I think their their eyes are going to be there rather than in the uh, in the last game of the season where they you know are choosing between seventh, eighth, or ninth in the league. Um, I think that the FA Cup final is a bigger deal for them. 
So yeah, I think um, Watford may rest a few players, and the likes of particularly the likes of Dave Lefeu, um, who has been on great form from the end of the season. And you know, if anyone's going to be the difference for them in that in that game, it's going to be him or Dini up front. Um, so yeah, I think probably you'll see the likes of Andre Gray come in for for Watford, who to be fair has scored a few goals towards the end of the season and and may pop up with one against West Ham. Um, but I think this is going to be a West Ham win. I think Arnautovic. Is, uh, he, he scored this week. I think he's a decent shout for next week as well. Um, he's probably the only one I'd feel that, that confident in that I would put him forward to someone to, to pick from the final week. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a West Ham win. I, I really like the idea of Arnautovic. I know that he's he's hurt me a few times this season, but he is one of those players, like he's done this this game week in game week 37 you can go off and score two goals and maybe get an assist if you're looking for that explosive player and taking a bit of a punt that maybe others won't in your mini league then yeah i like the Arnautovic one back on form back in the team playing 90 minutes goal two goals and an assist in his last two games um yeah there's a good shout andy potential there so you don't see anything for watford you're going yeah, on I, uh, I mean, there might be sort of a random scorer from Watford. Even if there's a, if it's a draw or a Watford win, I think it's going to be unusual players because they're. I think they'll their their best players will be either rested completely or will be will have an eye on on the FA Cup final. Yeah, trying to avoid injury, yeah. like we were saying before, Chelsea. Fair enough. Um, I think that's been quite a few fixtures to preview. So we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking. Whipping boys, gut punts, uh, captains, clean sheets and transfers. Okay, whipping boys. Uh, Matt, I'm going to come to you first. Who do you think are going to be the whipping boys Um, in game week 38? I think there's a fair chance that Man City put a few goals against Brighton uh, just because of the motivation and different levels of class between the two teams. Okay. Uh, Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably the most likely... That's very unusual, you two agreeing on a, <laughs> a pretty obvious one. Okay, Ben, do we have, for the first time of the season, do we have agreement? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go for Brighton to City out, are out of the Champions League, so they'll be rested as well. So I think they'll, they'll really, really go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to do the same. So for the first time, I think, this season, we have a full house on whipping boys so get in those man city players if you don't have three already um gut punts matt i'm going to come to you first for your gut punt for game week 38 i should say we don't have any gut punts to review for game week 37 uh because we missed that pod but um matt is far in the lead with the gut punts this season i think you're on something like 68 points um so doing pretty well but we will start gut punts at the start of the next season from game week one and, and track them a lot closer so Maybe this has just oh, been. What? This hasn't what? really counted. No, this is the title, <laughs> this win, this is the title win. It was just. We were just testing. We're just testing it out. We don't want you oh, to win no, the gut punt league I'll, and I'll, the mini I'll, league as well. So. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 no, I kind of feel like um, if we're going to do it next year, we should change don't. the rules. You know, because I feel like the, the less than five percent thing just leads us all to pick like the same players again over and over again. I think maybe we should. Yeah, but it's like it's not not gut punts anymore. It's like players that are low team selected by, which is not the same as a gut punt. I feel like a better rule would be it has to be a player that none of us has in our team. Potentially, yeah. I mean, we can review it. We can discuss it in in the, right. in the out season, right. in our previews and stuff like that. But yeah, it definitely needs a bit of tweaking, doesn't it? Fair enough. Matt, what uh, do you so reckon for the, for, the, game, for the final in game? In some sort of victory lap type um, pick, I'm going to go for um, 0.2 selected Carlin Grant of Huddersfield. <laughs> well, that is, is a bit... Yeah. They're goal-scoring, in inverted commas, goal-scoring striker um, with three goals this season. Yeah, I mean, I think because <laughs> we can't catch you in the league, you're just, just yeah, this is very much the victory lap pick. Um, watch it, <laughs> fair enough. Andy, what do you reckon? 
Uh, I think no one's going to steal your your. Yeah, Matt didn't, didn't steal my gut pump with that one. <laughs> um, I'm going to go David Silver at 4.7%. Um, that's I know, crazy right? that he's that's under 5%. I was just hoping no one else saw that, saw that before I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if Matt did he do run away with it against Brighton, then there's a fair chance he'll get a few points. So. Yeah, good pick. Okay, Ben, uh, what do you reckon? My pick is going to be Andros Townsend from Palace. Uh, 3% owned. Uh, goal assist and bonus in the last game. And I fancy the Bournemouth game will be pretty open. So he's going to be my pick. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. And he sounds like he's motivated for it as well. Um, I'm going to make a late change to my pick. I think I'm going to go for... Um, Gundogan uh, against Brighton just basically <laughs> following Andy's logic <laughs> um, he's popped up with a, a couple of goals this season, he can do it and I think he'll be playing so yeah, I'm going to go for Gundogan um, as my gut punt okay, so come on Huddersfield, come on next Huddersfield. up is yeah, next up is clean sheets Matt, I'm going to um, come to you first so I'd say Man City. Yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty good pick. Uh, Andy, how about you? Um, I think Man U will give a clean sheet against Cardiff at home. <laughs> wow, I mean, it doesn't doesn't seem that punty, but fair enough. Man United. Uh, okay, Ben, what do you reckon? Hmm. Not too many this week. I, I may, I'm still going to go Liverpool. Yeah, they do have a pretty good defence, don't they? Especially at home as well. I'm going to go for Southampton. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go against Matt's gut punt of a Huddersfield striker and, and stick with the plan of, yeah, Huddersfield don't score goals, especially away from home. Okay, back to you, Matt. Um... It's difficult. I think the rest of the fixtures you can see goals. I mean, I think Liverpool is an obvious pick um, most weeks at home. Really picked it. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. why we picked it, Matt. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, maybe Spurs. Madness. Madness, Ooh, I tell you. Okay. I seem a bit unsure about that one. Uh, it's madness. Um, Andy, what do you reckon? I think as uh, there's a lot of goals in, in all of these fixtures, really. I think the, the next most likely, which I don't really believe in, is probably Leicester against Chelsea. Yeah, I thought that was a potential. I also think Burnley at home to Arsenal is a potential. So I'll go for that. Ben, can you see any more? Mm, no. Okay. We'll call it quits there. I mean, that is a lot of clean sheets if if all of those come comes in. So maybe the ones to stick with are, are Man City, Liverpool, Man United and Southampton and the rest uh, we're not completely sure about. Okay. Um, so captains and transfers. Matt, I'm going to come to you first. Please tell all your rivals what your final transfer is um, going to be. So Season. I've got money with Son. Um which because he because he's suspended for the last game uh, means I'll probably pick a, a midfielder, but um, I don't have a triple up on Man City yet, um, and I think it depends slightly how Man City do um, with the the game tomorrow, um, and also just how close it gets uh, with you guys if I want to do sort of a, a marking job on certain players. Um, so I I will decide much later in the week. I think based on press conferences because there could be so much rotation in this, um, but. Either maybe I, I try and maybe even burn four for Aguero or something like that just to to max out on Man City. Um, or I just do a, just son out for someone like a Bernardo Silva. Um, maybe even a Ryan Babel. Um, and also I was looking at Lucas Moore, I think, for, for Spurs is probably the, the best asset they have at the moment. And he's also oh, is he? in my oh, team as well, that. hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's still the deal then, doesn't it? <laughs> well, that, that sounds even better, doesn't it? 
Yeah, you could uh, you could bring in Bernardo Silva and then and maybe so let's see. Aguero. You've got Boys Bernardo Silva, Lucas Damn Moore, you. and Aguero. Yeah, one of those three. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You've just discussed all the players of my team. Okay, yep. That, that's what you do if you're in the league, everyone. Have a captain. Um. Uh, um yeah. Captaincy. So Sterling is my main my main man at the moment at Man City. So unless I bring in Aguero, it's probably going to be Sterling. Fair enough. Um, so Andy, my transfer I've already made. It's uh, Son out for Sigurdsson because I there was very little that was going to stop me doing that. So I figured just make sure I don't forget and actually do it. Um, I might make a, another transfer. I'm thinking about Lacazette out if I want to spend four points because I'm pretty sure Vardy's going to score against Chelsea. So I might do that, but I'll think hard about and spend more time thinking about that before I make the decision. Um, but yeah, my, my transfer is Sigurdsson in okay. for Son. And uh, my captain, it's, it's it's sitting on Sterling at the moment, but I'm thinking about making Zaha captain for the last game of the season against Bournemouth because there might be goals in that game and he's normally involved in their goals. So that that might be a bit of a maverick pick. I like that. Yeah, I like that shout. And you can have fun. Last game of the season, you can just go completely. Yeah, so I might do that for fun because uh, if yeah. it comes off, then I'll get to celebrate a load of points no one else got. Yeah, go for it. Um, ben, how so about you? I'm planning to do either Son for Andros Townsend or Jimenez out for Zaha or both <laughs> um, as my final punt of the game week. If I think I'm just being sensible, I might just do Jimenez to Zaha because I, I think Zaha is by far the best Palace um, asset. And that's just kind of the fixture I'm targeting for the final game week. Um, captaincy is currently on Sterling. Although I'm a little bit tempted by Mane. I just just the home factor, Liverpool being at home, um, I think sometimes counts um, for like these edgy kind of games. So, yeah, we'll see. But currently he's on Sterling. Okay, fair enough. Um, my team, I'm, <clears throat> yeah, slightly stuck. I've got a lot of Wolves players, but as we discussed, maybe it's best to stick with them and hope that they do what they've been doing all season. I've got Sun on my bench with big red flag, um, so I could move him out. But, yeah, to be honest, I don't really know what I'm going to do this week. Um I think I slightly missed the boat um, with the Hazard one. I think that would have been a, a big, big game changer. But apart from that, um, I've got, I did have a lot of Spurs players. I've now got two Spurs players and one who's suspended. Um, I could get put Jota on my bench. And if I don't think Wolves are going to do too much against Liverpool, bring in a Sun replacement and maybe have fun with it. Or I could uh, get rid of Jimenez and bring in Arnautovic or Zaha and, and go a bit punty there and maybe put the captaincy on them or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's those are my options. So Zaha or Anantovic in for Jimenez or Sun out for um, another completely punty midfielder, which doesn't really spring to mind. None really spring to mind. So it's probably going to be Jimenez out for either Zaha or Anantovic, I think. Um, and it's, yeah, at the moment, I'm probably tending towards Zaha because I think there'll be more goals in that game. And I think it, it potentially could be his last game for Palace. Although it's going to be most likely Arnautovic's last game for West Ham, but I think he's probably going to try a bit less. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much um, maybe what I'll, I could yeah. do. Is, um, um, my, my backup gut punt this week was Yuri Tielemans because if we believe that Chelsea are going to be switched off in that game and Leicester are going to be really up for it, he might be one in, one that you could bring in. Yeah, I, I really I like that shout. I was thinking about that earlier. My only concern is his ceiling seems to be about nine points. And if you're looking for a big point swing on that last game of the season, which I am, I think you have to go for someone more explosive, like an Anatovic or a Zaha, who can maybe get two goals and assist or potentially get a hat-trick. And I don't see that from yeah, Tillemans. Um, whereas he'd be, he'd be great over 10 games, but just not for the one. 
suddenly getting urged, yeah, yeah, suddenly getting urged to put right, Zaha gonna... on my team now. I think. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> so one, uh, this is the only thing I have. Do you right? see Let's how? Just give me this one thing, please. <laughs> I've I've left the, I've left it over two players. So you don't yeah, know which one it is, and out of it should start. You don't want to go and pick them. <laughs> oh, is it? Ooh, <laughs> or is it? Or is the it? Mind games. Oh, mind games. Mind games. Um, if you don't follow us already on Twitter, give us a follow at FPL uh, FF Fanatics. If only to see um, Neil Warnock's face on the Firestarter. Uh, video remix gif which is i think is brilliant and uh, please read it already um, so good yeah nice one yeah find us on twitter for that um i think that's i think that's the pod so come on say goodbye and matt and grant farewell come on barcelona say goodbye andy and say goodbye ben. bye <laughs> come on <laughs> come on city tomorrow <laughs>